Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I am here with Kaunda Chama. As always, we are the dynamic duo, the tag team. Um, some might say the terrible two. Kaunda, what would you say? Uh, the transcendent twins. That's what they're going to call us from now on. Well, I hope they call us something. Um, <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening at home. Uh, this is the first post-up podcast of 2022. And we are, we're darned excited about this year. It's going to be a really, really interesting one. We've got All-Star coming up. We've got... Um, you know, I mean, All-Star is basically just sort of the, the path to the finals, right? Did you say All-Star though? Mm-hmm. Cyrus, this is why we do this podcast together. Yeah. Because you appreciate All-Star as much as I do. It is the greatest thing to ever happen um, um, for fans because we get to just vote, choose, look at our favorite players, think that we can be GMs. Um, yeah. It's one of those amazing things. But before we get into the podcast itself, let's get everybody our social media handles. Mm-hmm. Right, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we even have a website. So if you go to us on Twitter, it's at Post Up Podcast. If you're looking for us on Instagram, it's at Post Up Zone. And it is also at Post Up Zone on Facebook. That's the at symbol. Don't be typing out at people. Um, it's a new day and age. We don't need you to be doing this. 2022 is all about positivity. And we're going to be giving you the very best of the NBA stuff from us right here on the African continent. So, Kaunda, the topics that we want to talk about this week. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. I think we have to have a discussion about them uh, because they really have been incredible. We'll yep. also be talking about the All-Star voting first returns uh, because we asked people to start voting. We've been talking about All-Star for a couple of weeks now. And now the first set of returns has come through. We get a chance to look at that, see who's doing well, see who needs to be pushed up and whether or not your prediction who the, the All-Star captains will be will come true. And then we've got a lot of games to look at because MLK Day is coming on Monday. Martin Luther and, King. Uh, Martin Luther King Day is a, it's a big deal in the States. They've got 12 games that day. Mm. They start from 7.30 p.m. So we'll give some uh, discussion about that as we talk about things in the post-up betting corner. Um, so, Counter, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. I'm doing great, Cyrus. Uh, there's a lot of action going on in the NBA. Teams are winning and losing. People are breaking records. People, are, it's just fantastic, Cyrus. It's that time. Are you saying NBA action? It's fantastic. That's you, a throwback to you the 90s. Your age. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, you, that, that is the, that's only next to Coke is it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely showing my age. But you know, that's how the NBA got us back in the day. They had the greatest ads known to man. Um, and speaking of the greatest things known to man, some people are saying the Memphis Grizzlies might be the greatest thing known to people in the NBA. They have been flying super high. So we're going to be talking about... Um, them in terms of delving into their stats, some of the key players, some of the key attributes about what make them so incredible. Mm-hmm. But the Memphis Grizzlies are currently sitting in third position in the Western Conference as we record this particular podcast. Kaunda, does this surprise you? It surprised the heck out of me. I know it surprised the heck out of a lot of people. Are you surprised? Cyrus, I, I'm surprised and happy at the same time. Mm. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because if you go back into our podcast, which we're coming up on five years now, Cyrus, I'm yeah. very happy that we have been, remained dedicated. We've been keeping the good times going. You you will recognize that there was a certain narrative you and I used to talk about, the, the Grizzlies being that, that, that blue-collar, hard-working team, mm. and it's so... Nice that they have a blue strip, yeah, a blue, yeah. A, a blue jersey, a blue, a blue uniforms. But we, we always saw them as that blue-collar, hard-working team that never really, you know, put Their up. ceiling was fairly low. It was fairly low, you know, like, like, but 
This season, something has changed. Yeah. And, and, and I think they, they got the motivation from last season. And this season has changed. And maybe what they needed was uh, a young point guard um, like they have now. No, enough respect to Mike Connolly. Yeah. He, he was a great point guard. But maybe they needed the energy that comes with this young point guard who's the de facto leader as well as the young core around him, who which we'll go through. But I think, like I said, Cyrus, I am pleasantly surprised because... I love it when things turn around. Mm. And, and, and then the, the usual suspects no longer appear and then new guys start emerging. And yeah. then it's like, wow, here we go. You know, it, it, this is the same thing that happened when the Cavaliers all of a sudden became championships. I mean, champions. Yeah. And then the Warriors went back to back and you're like, wow, no longer Lakers, Bulls, Celtics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying the Grizzlies, I'm sure that the Grizzlies are going to go to <laughs> to the finals or anything, but... I love what's happening. Well, I think that's what I'm going to ask you later on is what do you think their expectations are? Because what's interesting, and you mentioned Mike Conley here. Mike Conley, when he was drafted by the Grizzlies, was the fourth pick. Yeah. Right? Ja Morant drafted by the Grizzlies as the number two pick. And some were saying it was actually unlucky for them to be second because they missed out on, on, on Ja's Zion teammate. Williams. Yeah, Duke teammate, Zion Williamson. Oh. Now... You know, retrospectively, you can look at things and think, man, we definitely lucked out. And I think that's what the Grizzlies have done. They've got a a point guard in John Morant who really is special. Yep. He's doing so much. His athleticism, um, his his feel for the game. This Mm -hmm. is his, what, third season in the league. And he's just gotten better and better and better. And what's incredible is that if you look at the stats, right? Yep. He's currently, um, like overall points per game standings, I think he's sitting at about 12th in the NBA right now in points per game. His average, uh, not necessarily the greatest, but 24.9 is really, really good for, mm-hmm. a, for a young point guard, yep. especially one who's a scorer. But the other thing that's really interesting is that on the assist charts, he also features. He's 16th in assists per game uh-huh. in the NBA, averaging about 6.7 assists. And when the Grizzlies look at their team, they can look um, no further than um, players like Ja Morant, players like Jaron Jackson Jr., Yep. Also a really high draft pick mm-hmm. who has really, you know, sort of stepped up in recent years. And they've been doing so well as a, as a team with these sort of young stars that they're trying to yeah. mold into superstars. And this is what has been the Grizzlies' makeup in the past. They've had Mike Conley. They had Marc Gasol. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Zebo, uh, Zach Randolph, who was there as well. You know, these guys really played hard-nosed basketball. Yet, they played winning basketball as well. Not necessarily like... Tons and tons of wins, but enough to get into the playoffs and then make life difficult for a lot of teams. Now, you're looking at the way they're they're playing and you think, who wants to face them in any playoff series? Because these guys have got some game breakers there. Look, Cyrus, uh, first of all, did you mention Dylan Brooks? I didn't. I I, I I know he's out. I I love the fact that at the moment, as much as, you know, I love Jamarant and I've adopted him as Zambia's very own calendar's son, (laughs) Jamarant, but Dylan Brooks has also been that guy for the team. Sometimes I don't even know whether it's Jar's team or Dylan's team because... Whoa. But but it's crazy though because you mentioned that, right? Yeah. Dylan Brooks has been really good for them. Mm. But also Desmond Bain seems to have come from nowhere. Dude, so that, so the that, scouting that, network has just been so, so good. That, that guy to me reminds me of uh, a disciplined um, um, short guy that won the slam dunk. Nate Robinson. Yeah. He reminds me of, uh, he, if a disciplined Nate Robinson was there, he would be like him. He would be like Bain. Jeesh, that is that is an interesting comparison. You, that <laughs> that is I, I'm also looking at body comparison. type. I'm looking at body no, type. I, I get you. Height, that kind of I stuff. get you. 
and, um, and athleticism and just that you know doggedness. But, but but this is exactly what they've put together is that they've they've got a, a collection of really hardworking players who yep. who do so much. I mean, so you've got Dylan Brooks, you've got Desmond Bain, um, you've also got DeAnthony Melton who's in that team. And what's interesting about Melton is that if you look at it statistically, he's like one of the better uh, players when it comes to to steals in the league. He's seventeenth in the NBA with yep. regards to steals. Jaron Jackson is also doing quite well when it comes to blocks. He's seventh in the NBA when it comes to that. And then um, this this roster just looks really well put together. Cyrus, and then they went and dropped a veteran in in, in Aquaman at the center. Yeah, Stephen Adams. Yeah, so you know he he brings that veteran uh, experience. He 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 was he spent a lot of time at OKC. You know you know got his stripes there, and and I think he brings a lot of maturity. And he's so level headed. I, I I like Stephen Adams. It's like yeah, nothing can upset him when he's zoned into the game. He no, just does in. what he's the kind of guy that. A, a competitor player can fall over him and he stops the player and makes sure the competitor guy doesn't get hurt. To me, that's unbelievable. They, they call it sportsman st- uh, sportsmanship. sportsmanship. Yep. And uh, and he's definitely uh, an example of that. Straight but he's up. also, you know, that's just how he is. He's he's one of those really tough as but nails. He's a, yeah, he's also rock this. solid. I mean, <laughs> when people talk about like the, the toughest screens they've ever had in the NBA, yep. Stephen Adams' name comes up a heck of a lot. We was like, oh, Stephen Adams. He's like a brick wall. Stephen Adams is the Cyrus Rogers of the NBA. <laughs> but we'll get into that on another podcast. Oh, but goodness si- but Cyrus, me. The praise. Look, I, I, I love the look of, of, of this young uh, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. First of all, because Ja Morant is there. I, mm-hmm. I, I like Kyle Anderson as well. Great yeah. player. Dylan Brooks, great player. Jaron Jackson Jr., great player. Cyrus. And, and it's great to see them pushing as hard as they are mm-hmm. and and, and they, they, they've beaten the lakers yeah they they've beaten the warriors you know they they've they, got some massive scalps these guys have have pulled up some wins where you're like wow my i've only got one concern cyrus yeah they've peaked at the right time because it's just pre all star right yeah and, and we we're happy about that but if you look at the roster what kind of postseason experience is there and, like and deep that, that, season. I think they don't it, have it that. would be Steven Adams alone, right? Who really has some he's, he's got some some nice postseason more, more experience. experience. But if you look at the rest of the squad, you're like, ooh, are they really, really ready for those bright lights? I mean, their point guard uh, well, was they, the rookie of the year. He's flying high. And I think if I may take it back to their point guard, John Morant, Cyrus, I think I know what happened with John Morant. Yeah. When you picked second kind of authored, kind of puts a chip on your shoulder. Uh-huh. It's kind of like when the Rockets selected uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, right? Yeah. I'm sure MJ was like, really? Well, and then who- uh, do you think Do you think he thought that about Hakeem? I'm sure he was like, okay, I mean, I get it. This guy's seven foot and is incredible. <laughs> but Sam But Bo- then Sam Bowie. <laughs> and then he's like, guys, now you're just, you're now, just now taking you're just the piss. Insulting me. You know? No, no, but, but, but on a real, Cyrus, I, I think what happened is, obviously there was that, there was already a lot of hype around Zion, I mean, mm. around Zion Williamson, and he went first. But I think when when Zion got injured, and well, he fall, it fell prey to a lot of injuries, a couple yeah. of injuries. I think Jamarant was like, "This is my opportunity now to shine," because mm. I was the number two pick, but I, I, I'm being given the number one opportunities here. Yeah. Because no, because I, I, after Zion, it's me, and then and then I think he realized that why should I be after Zion? 
Let it just be me. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, when you look at Jar's dad, he's definitely been set up for greatness, right? I mean, like uh-huh. his dad is he's not allowed him to just rest on his laurels and uh-huh. and and Jar's gotten better and better and worked on his game. And and I think that's why we, we're talking about him because he's the, you know the obvious central um figure in this particular Grizzlies yep. team. Um and you know, he's the guy that that most of the stuff runs through. But when you look at when he was out, right? Yeah. Um the Grizzlies didn't miss a beat. In fact, if anything, they started pre- performing even better. They started playing better team basketball. Mm-hmm. And so you look at this Grizzlies t- um, unit and roster and you think, I like it. I like what they've got there. The most experienced players, though, are Steven Adams with eight years experience in the NBA, Kyle yep. Anderson with seven, and Tyus Jones with six. And that's pretty much it. The rest of the guys don't have more than 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 four years of experience in the NBA. Yeah. And so potentially if they want to make a sort of deep playoff runs and that sort of thing, they might need to bring some guys in. But I think that they're also trying to grow together. And a lot of teams are trying to do this kind of rebuild. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing it the way Memphis does. Because Taylor Jenkins has done such an incredible job as the head coach there. And I know we were we were joking about this, but the man is 37 years old. And and perhaps this is where things are amazing because the fact that he got the head coach role in the first place was something else. But he's then stepped up and the players are playing for him and playing with his style and, and, and really bringing that forward. And, and I think this is what's really critical is that when you look at Memphis, and we've got to go back to the stats here, they are currently on a 10-game winning streak. Their record in the NBA... 29 and 14 at the time of the recording of this podcast. They are first in the NBA in rebounds per game, first in steals per game, and first in blocks per game. Those are effort stats. Absolutely. So it goes to show you that they are playing hard. They're third in points per game and ninth in assists per game. So they're doing a heck of a lot of the right stuff. If you go into the advanced stats, and I like looking at that, right? Yeah. Offensive rating, they're fourth in the NBA. This is a league of 30 teams. They're ninth in defensive rating and hmm. sixth in net rating. So... Offensively, they've got stuff rolling in the right way. Defensively, they're doing a really good job, and they just need to play together more. And I think that if they can keep injury, COVID, and all of that stuff out of the way, the sky's the limit for these guys. Look, Cyrus, I I tend to agree with you, but I'm like, but. Because, you see, there's regular season. big buts. And I cannot lie. So (laughs) here's a big but. Yeah. Cyrus... Look, there's regular season, then there's postseason. Yeah, I, I I have seen postseason meltdowns, and you, you know uh, maybe PTSD means postseason traumatic. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know, but it's possible if you're a Lakers fan. Yes, absolutely. Um, Cyrus, I, I don't mean to like you know rain on their parade, but I'm really really impressed. But I'm also really really concerned, and mm-hmm. I, and I hope. That they they have the temperament to 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 really pull off a great postseason berth, you know what I'm saying? It'll be it'll be interesting to see them, you know, pushing hard. I mean, the the West is 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 is, is it's, it's jam packed. It's jam packed this season, and it, it's always been known to be a difficult uh, you, you know conference. But you know, so is the East. But them being third in the West, them being third in the West, be, it cannot. It's be not denied. luck. It, it's yeah. not luck because if you if you look at who else is in there from the Suns. To the Warriors, Lakers, uh, Nuggets—you you, know—they—they're they, just so many strong teams out out west, and 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 young teams as well who yeah. are 
you know, doing great things. Even a team that's not performing as good as this as they are, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves, which has got a young core, mm-hmm. which also plays at a very fast pace, like the way the Memphis Grizzlies do, is not doing as well as them. So, which means something is happening right. They're uh, doing uh, a lot in right. Memphis, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. And I mean, this is a Memphis team that got into the playoffs last year yep. uh, by winning the play-in game, yep. uh, beating the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then uh, unfortunately getting absolutely hammered by the Utah Jazz in the first round. They lost yeah. that 4-1. But that gives that gives them an experience. It gives yep. them a sense of, yes, uh, we were there. We were rolling with the big boys. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take that and they'll learn from that. What I think is going to be critical for them, and this is where there's areas uh, for them to improve upon, is that they've got a really poor three-point percentage. Yeah. They do not make enough three-pointers. And in this league, you've got to be able to do that. It's the kind of thing that really determines whether or not you've got championship pedigree. Are you dropping three balls the way that you need to? And then the other thing, and this is actually criminal, is how bad their free throw percentage is. It is one of the worst in the league. You can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that as a team, right? I yeah. mean, you know, if there's one thing LeBron James has taught people over the years, it's this. Make your free throws. Because if you're not making your free throws, somebody else is going to and they're going to win the games. And yep. especially when it's late in games, um, that kind of stuff really does add up. And so you want to see with what they can do with better free throw shooting, better three-point shooting. And perhaps this is where we go back to the whole discussion of do they need a little bit more experience they could try and go out and get some 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 better shooters to try and help out with that. But it might affect the dynamic with regards to how quickly they play as youngsters. Yeah. But but then I look at somebody like like Kyle Anderson and I think, well, you could trade that piece for somebody who could actually do a little bit more from the from the shooting perspective. Um so there's opportunities for them to get better. Um I think the Grizzlies are a kind of team we've got to keep an eye on. And Absolutely. not just now. I mean, for, for the next couple of seasons. So Look, if they can keep that squad more or less the same, Cyrus, I think they, they, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Most I, definitely. I, I, I think they're young enough to, to gel more, young enough to get well together and, and, and form an even tighter unit. And, mm-hmm. and I think continue to contend. No, and, I, I and, agree uh, with you. Cyrus, you know, lightning does strike. Look, look, look at what happened in Milwaukee. Of that course, it does. They, 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 they had a Greek god, but, you know, you never know. Maybe uh, Jamarant is that god that was made in Duke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a Duke god. I don't know. It's possible. I do think that he's the kind of guy, I think he's going to be an all-star this year. I hope um, so. I've been voting for him, and uh, he definitely deserves it. And, and the league loves when young players mm-hmm. perform the way he's been performing. No, he's been performing. You know, just he's lit up the stage from a, a small market team. Yep. And that doesn't happen a heck of a lot. So the Grizzlies are definitely there. Um, let's move on from them. Um, we love the Grizzlies. We think they're going to be incredible. Let's go into our discussion around the All-Star game and All-Star uh, voting, fan voting returns. Kaunda, were there any surprises for you in the fan voting returns? Uh, not really, uh, apart from uh, how high poor George is. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I was like, wow. Okay, and uh, Andrew Wiggins as well. Yeah, look. So, uh, so let's let's give a little bit of a breakdown for everybody who hasn't seen them. Okay, um, and we'll just go through the top top five in in uh, the West and the East in the various front court and and, and guards spaces. Okay. So the Western front court, you've got LeBron James. He's mm-hmm. leading the way, followed by Nikola Jokic, who's mm-hmm. a couple hundred thousand votes behind him. Paul George. Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. That's your front court voting in the West. Yeah. Um, the guards in the West, Steph Curry, uh, followed by Luka Doncic, and that gap is enormous. 
Steph is like almost 2 million votes ahead of, of Luka Doncic. Uh, you've got Ja Morant in third. Clay Thompson in fourth. He's only just come back. Fans love to vote for Clay. And Devin Booker in fifth. In the, in the Eastern Conference, you've got the front court. Kevin Durant leads the way ahead of Giannis Nakumpo, And he's ahead of him by a, a couple hundred thousand votes. Um, Joel Embiid in third. Jason Tatum in fourth. And Jimmy Butler in fifth. Um, what's crazy is Jared Allen in sixth. I love seeing that. I absolutely love it because the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are getting a heck of a lot out of him. Then the guards in the East, you've got DeMar DeRozan, number one, James Harden, number two, Trey Young, number three, Zach Levine, four, LaMelo Ball, five, Kyrie Irving, six, and he's only just started playing again. Um, so those are the returns. So you say Paul George is the sort of surprise for you. Yeah, it's a sort of surprise. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm just generally a Paul George hater. Yeah, we've uh, noticed he, that on he, this he, show. Yeah, he, he, he surprised me. I, I expected uh, other players to be a little bit higher. He had been playing really well, but, and he does play in in L.A. Absolutely. And then Andrew Wiggins, I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, like, I'm pleasantly surprised that, uh, you know, he he's up there. Then in the East, um, I think... No, I'm not really surprised. I mean, remember I wanted uh, Yan. Well, I'm hoping Yanis is the is the captain. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I was uh, about to say that, and he's, he's but, only but a couple Kevin hundred Dur- thousand votes. Kevin Durant has he's got that edge on him. So mm-hmm. you know, hey. But 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 it seems like your prediction is coming right because Team if, Steph and, and Team KD. Yeah, if it was to start today, uh, looking at the votes that have come in, if also was to start today to be Team Steph versus Team yeah. Durant. As opposed to my prediction, which was Team Steph versus Team Giannis. Team Giannis. So, Look, you know. I mean, so Steph <clears throat> is on like, what, 2.5 million? I mean, yep. the next return should be coming up uh, this Monday. Um, Kevin Durant is 2.3 mil. And then Giannis is 2.1 mil in terms of votes. And and those three are ahead of LeBron James on 2 mil. Yep. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how the fans have reacted to the opening of, of all-star voting. And there's a lot of time still to vote. So please get out there. Get your vote out. There's so many easy ways of doing it. Just go to NBA.com. You'll find all of the ways. Um, and for me, what's really interesting is that I, I looked at this and I looked at James Harden as being quite high up there yep. um, in the East. And I thought, okay, fine. That's a little surprising. Not because it's been bad, but because there's been so much attention paid to the likes of Trey Young and Zach Levine and even LaMelo Ball that I didn't expect James Harden to be that high up. But having said that, this is James Harden. Um, he's a heck of a player. I think Trey Young might even get another jump if the Hawks start winning games mm-hmm. um, and he's not the only person scoring, then maybe that will help. But what's also interesting to see and to note is just how many Golden State Warriors are in this voting in terms of you know the, the top tens yep. uh, in any one of the categories, right? Because you've got Wiggins, Dray- Draymond in the front court in the West. You've got Clay and Steph and the guards in the West. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have them in the, in, in the East. But that's that's almost a starting five there yep the only thing the warriors don't have there is a center unless you count draymond as a small ball center no well he can play center he could really playing small ball but he's been he's been really good do we see the same level of representation from any other teams really because the lakers have got a a lot like they've got three i think uh, Uh because you got westbrook uh lebron of course and anthony davis i think that's the three that they got and and I think those I mean and then Brooklyn has got um, uh, KD, KD and and James Harden James Harden and Kyrie and then um, the, the the Bulls have got Demar Derozan Zach yep. Levine mm-hmm. um, so you've got others where it's just like okay two players from here two players from there so I'm I'm really interested to see what happens because there's also talk now about the fact that uh, Paul George might be out for the season ah uh, well Cyrus you know the the, the thing about uh, All Star is 
even if you're out, oh, sorry, uh, we even forgot Carmelo Anthony's there. So there's four oh, there's Lakers. There's four. I always forget Melo is is a Laker because and, you and know, people love voting for Melo. Uh, Melo's that guy. Stay Melo, uh, Cyrus. Uh, to me, one thing I like about All Star is even when you're injured, you, you they can vote for you. Yeah, and, and and you can always give your spot to somebody else who they feel and you feel that he's performing up to that all-star level. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, there was that time when Zaza Pachulia was in all-star voting yeah. uh, because the entire entirety of Georgia was voting. And yeah. and that's what's great because the I fan th- votes look cool. I suspect you voted because he was at the Warriors. And stuff. I mean, you know, the man was the man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I can safely say I did not. Um, but I do think that what's interesting, though, is, and this is where it comes down to it, the fan votes will obviously be really interesting, and I think you could almost guess who will be there um, from a fan perspective. Yeah. But when the coaches get decided, and um, and then we'll, we see who um, they select yeah. as, as the other All-Stars, we're going to see some really big names who are going to, well, rather, because some big names are missing out, we're going to see some first-timers. I have a feeling that we're going to see a, a couple of youngsters. I think if Ja doesn't get the... Um, from from the general votes now, I think he's going to be an all star from from uh, the coaches. I think so, somebody's going to pick him and select him, and uh, he's he's going to be there. Do you think there's anybody else who's not on this list who could potentially be an all star? Because I think this is basically. I mean, apart from maybe Fred Van Fleet, no, who's Fred been Van Fleet so is a, good. He's at number ten on the guards in the East, so I think uh, he's going to climb uh, because. When you go to Toronto right now, or you watch Toronto, it's mm. it's the Fred Van Fleet show. It really is, Mister Mister Bet on yourself himself. And you know man, what I mean? He has he has come up trumps every time he's bet on himself. Absolutely, and 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 I love it when a player pushes that hard, and yeah. and, and you know it, it's all coming from the inside. You know, it's like yeah. I can do this, and and then he does it. I mean, did you ever think at one point people be like saying, you know, the coaches are sort of calculating the minutes they're giving to Pascal Siakam as yeah. compared to, 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 to Fred Van Fleet. Like, yo, like Fred, he's coming up. Because I was p- pretty worried about what's going to happen in Toronto. First of all, after Kawhi and and, and, and mm. Danny left, then Norman Powell left. And I was like, whoa, but that's uh, one of their best shooters. But, you, you know, he went in the trade. They and had a plan. Up, but, but they had a plan because Fred was saying, I can do this. And, and I'm glad he's doing it. Because remember, he was the backup point guard for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah. And then became the sort of de facto two guard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think what's great about Van Fleet, though, is that when you look at him, he just seems unfazed. He's gotten a nice contract due to get another one. And uh, at this rate, if he's an all-star, I mean, the guy's going to cash in. No question. Um, but I also look at um, just what's happening with... with um, the Raptors in general, there's a lot of mm. growth that's going to come from them. And I think to have at least one guy in in the voting here is really good for the franchise, even though they've been pretty poor. And it's not that, that Canada is a small, uh, you know, like this, like they call it a small market team. Mm. I mean, this, this team represents an entire country, not yep. just one city. Um, so to have Van Fleet there, um, I think his numbers are going to grow. And I think we'll see that growth in the in the next returns. Um, I don't know if we mentioned Kyrie Irving as being one of the guys uh, for for the Nets that also there. So not just two Nets. It's, it's yeah, we did mention Nets. Kyrie. We did. Um, but I think what's going to be interesting is is who misses out as well because there's going to be a lot of those. Oh man, also our snubs. You know that we absolutely love <laughs> snubs. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, Cyrus. It's coming. I can see people saying Lamelo Ball was snubbed. Miles Bridges was snubbed. 
And you'd be like, don't don't count out Melo, the little Melo. La Melo, no, don't, don't I, count, I wouldn't him, count him out. Don't I wouldn't count, count him out at all. It's just that it's the amount of time he's missed and that sort of thing. I think, but fans love him. Fans absolutely love Lamelo Ball, and and rightly so. The the guy's playing some really good basketball. Um, Counter. Yeah. So we've gone through All Star voting, mm-hmm. and uh, we've spoken about the Grizzlies. Yes, sir. Do you think it's weird that the Grizzlies? As they've playing so as they've played so well, only have one player in this fan voting. Yes, Cyrus, because the, the NBA Cyrus is more than just the fifteen guys in your squad. Mm-hmm. There are people who are performing here, Cyrus, LeBron, uh, Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, PG thirteen, Cyrus, Steph, Luca, Ja himself, Clay Thompson came back. He was even dunking on people in his first game. (laughs) Then getting dunked on and others. I don't even want to get into KD and Giannis because, Cyrus, the the competition is is, is just immense. And and you've got to remember, what we're looking at with the Grizzlies is the immediacy factor. They're Mm -hmm. playing well. We're loving how they're playing. But a lot of fans also look at what they've seen over the years. Even some of the people that they've thought were snapped last season or... Well, the fact that Carmelo Anthony is getting 300,000 votes in the first round says a lot to me about people getting by on their their reputation. Mm. He's not been bad, but he's not been an all-star. But but Cyrus, he's cut from that all-star club. He's not an all-star, bro. He's made from presidential timber. A presidential timber. Cyrus. Fantastic. Carmelo Anthony, we, we can't forget his legacy. You know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes... It's, it's 2022. Honest, and sometimes, to be honest, his rep and his legacy plays a big part in him getting votes. And the no, fact that he's now in it's LA... It's the only thing. And now that he's in LA and he's getting those bright lights on him, people are beginning to remember him. I, I mean, I get, I get that. Mm-hmm. This is a legacy thing. People yep. are like, Melo, I love that guy. I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's a first balloter in any of these. But... It's just one of those where you realize the popularity contest that is the fan voting Absolutely, can also bring Cyrus. up some incredible names. I mean, we, I Brooklyn, don't think you'd be a starter. Man, I, we've got to revise how, what we said about <laughs> Brooklyn here because Lamarcus Aldridge is also one of the guys on, on, on the, the front court list. So there's yep. four Brooklyn Nets who are there. That equals the number of, of Warriors yep. um, on, in the fan voting. And that's, I mean, I like Lamarcus Aldridge, but. Yeah, I, I guess it's just the first returns and people's names will drop off and what have you. Look, Cyrus, four from, four from the Lakers, four from the Warriors, and four from the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. It's not a big surprise. It isn't. Because it isn't. It, 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 if you look at, obviously, the hype around the Lakers, it goes yeah. without saying. Brooklyn is that team. Everybody expected them to win last season and maybe they might potentially win it this season. Yeah. Then the Warriors... They're like, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> and then the champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, have one player. Because that's the Greek god. Yeah. Actually, not the Greek god. That is the Nigerian. Targaryen. Absolutely. You I'm know, glad you remember. No, I'll never forget. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, th- th- there's a lot to unpack from this voting. And I think it's really cool because it's one of those things where fans really get a chance to, to exercise their voices. Mm-hmm. But then when I see some of these names on here, I'm like, okay, guys, fine. This is what you want to do. That's cool. Um, so we'll move on from from all-star voting. We've got to talk about all of the games that are coming up in the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza. Um, we've, got a, we've got a heck of a lot of, of games. So we'll go through them in terms of the weekend's games. We've got a couple of those. And in the MLK games, we've got a couple that we've, we've selected that you need to take a look at, right? So we started off this coming Saturday. Um, 
you've got the Warriors taking on the Bulls. That game is at half past two in the morning. Warriors, Bulls, Kaunda, that should be, uh, on paper, one of the best games of the season. Absolutely. First of all, the, the momentum that the Bulls have managed to build. And then, obviously, the, the, the comeback story of the Warriors from injuries to all sorts of things. Now they're back, and, and I think it's a full squad now, uh, give or take a uh, James Wiseman here and there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a fast-paced game. I think there's going to be a lot of threes scored here. I think uh, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan is going to show out. Steph's going to show out. Clay is going to finally be the Clay that we remember. Draymond Green is going to be frustrating people. If he's fit, I think he is. I think I think he's fit. And, he, he's missed a couple of games. Lonzo Ball, you know, There's hey. Lots of names to look out gonna for. It's going to be so nice, but I'm still giving it to the Warriors. So Warriors for you, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, interestingly, I mean, the game is in Chicago. The Warriors have actually been fairly poor on the road recently, and they've also missed Draymond in those games. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls, and I'm a Warriors fan here, Lord. so I think the Bulls might take that one. Um, so Sunday morning, mm-hmm. 3 a.m., not a, not a soul was stirring, not even a mouse, um, except for the 76ers and the Heat. So the 76ers are playing the Heat, 3 a.m. Sunday morning, Central African time. Uh, Kounder, who's your winner in that one? Um, looking at the rosters, I, I think if Bam and, 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 and um, Jimmy Butler are not back, it's a definite uh, 76ers win here. Yeah, look, Bam is out for a while longer. I'm not sure about Jimmy Buckets. I think he's also still out for a bit. I think I'm also going for the 76ers here, primarily because Joel Embiid has been insane. He's really been tearing teams apart. Um, So I think that's a goodie. Um, We've got another Bulls game here because the Bulls are really playing so well. And it's the Bulls taking on the Celtics. That's at 3.30. It's the uh, second in their Mm -hmm. back-to-back. Celtics-Bulls, because it's a back-to-back game being played in Boston, uh, who do you... Who do you got in that one? Who do you have in that one? I see where you're trying to push me, but I still believe in the Bulls here. So Bulls I, for I, I you. I think the Celtics, I, I, I've hit a porthole so big, it looks like one of those <laughs> ones you find in Lusaka. <laughs> yeah, Lusaka-sized oh, porthole. Like, like just straight flat tires. Straight flat tires. Sometimes they look like canyons. Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Canyon in the road. I, th- I, th- I think I think although it's at the Garden, i got to give it to the Bulls. Okay, TD Garden belongs to the Bulls for you. Yeah, I think that this might be one of those rare Celtics wins over the Bulls. Um, the Bulls in a back-to-back, they might rest some guys here. Um, and, you know, yes, it's, a, it's a, a big clash in the East, but I think that they might just say, okay, look, uh, DeMar, just take the day off. You played Steph the other day. We don't need this. So I think the Celtics might have it in that one. Big um, shout-out to Nia Long. <laughs> as always, Kaunda Chama. You know, Ima Wudoka is going to listen to this and say, enough now, Kaunda, enough. Okay, so we've got Lakers Nuggets as the final of our games that is not the MLK Day games. Lakers Nuggets, it's being played in Denver, 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. Um, Is this one that you're looking forward to as a Lakers fan? I'm looking forward to the game because I love to watch my team play, but uh, even as a Lakers fan, this is a Nuggets win. So you say Nuggets here, huh? Yeah, Nuggets um, for the win in this I, one. Uh, Nikola Jokic is just so incredible, but I watched the Nuggets play the Clippers the other day, and I realized that without Jokic, the Nuggets are lost. I'm going Lakers in this one, um, and even though the Lakers have had some some pretty rough losses, the, the recent one to the Kings again... Um, there's stuff happening at that Lakers team that I just do not understand. Yes, you do. But there's Russell happening at that Lakers squad that you understand. That's not all on Russell. Russell Westbrook is one of the bad players in that team. Russell's all on Russell. Look, 
<laughs> but anyway, let's not get into yeah, Russell. Yeah, that, because that is a conversation. So, for another sometimes day. he is a fantastic player. Look, he is a good player. I do think though that the Lakers have got yeah they've got bigger problems than just Russell Westbrook. Um, now let's go into the MLK Day games. Now MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day in the in the states mm-hmm. um, is seventeenth of January. It's Martin Luther King's birthday, which means it's our birthday too. There are twelve NBA games on. The first one starting at half past nine, uh, half past seven in the evening. We've picked a couple of games for you to look out for. Right, the first of these starts at ten a.m. Central African time on Monday. It's the Nets taking on the Cavaliers. Counter is Kyrie prediction. allowed to play in, in Cleveland? Yes, yes. Then it's a Nets win. So Nets win for you because you think Kyrie's going to go back home and be like, yay, I'm going to tear been things here apart before. here. I've, I'm, I've won championships here before. One. I can see that. I can see why you would go with the Nets there. And um, and it's a good pick. I'm going to go with the Cavaliers in this one um, just to be otherwise, but also because I think the Cavs might have the defenders to cause the Nets problems especially if they can stop kd mm-hmm. um you've got jared allen who's a former net and that's a really nice reunion yeah, story it's there. like how you doing and then evan mobley i think will also he's got the height to try and cause uh, kd some problems it's just the question of what happens with the pieces around like Kyrie and james harden yeah um, and and really the, there aren't that many answers that the nets have uh, the Cavs have with regards to those players but and don't forget my boy patty mills there is Paddy Mills. He's been pretty good. From and and, and as the all-star voting has gone, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, <laughs> but then I look at the Cavs and I think, look, you know, you've got Kevin Love there who's also been playing quite well. Great off uh, the bench, Cyrus. Yeah. I, look, I never thought I'd be saying this, Kevin Love off the bench, but he's great off the he's bench. He's been playing well. Larry Markkinen's there and yeah. Darius Garland has been playing quite oh, well. Darius so Garland's it's going to be good. interesting to see how they try and stop him. But I'm going with the Cavs in that one. Um, Bulls taking on the Grizzlies. Another Bulls game. Woo. Half past 10 um, on Monday night. Um, that's, I mean, that's, we talked about the Grizz, the Grizz versus the Bulls. This is just, it's, what a great game this is going to be. The Grizz Bulls. The Grizz Bulls. I, I think I'm Grizzlies. In Memphis. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Grizzlies all the way on this one. Okay. I'm uh, Grizzlies. Grizzlies for you. I think I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. I think the my, Grizzlies to take that one. My crystal ball says Jamarange is going to win it with a buzzer beater. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, and I mean, uh, he'll he'll definitely be part of that narrative. Um, yeah, Grizzlies, I think will be a good good one in that one. And then you've got the Jazz taking on the Lakers in LA, half past five in the morning on Tuesday morning. Um, Counter, who are you picking? We're gonna play the Jazz like a great old saxophone. Lakers. Okay, so Lakers for you, in, Lakers uh, in in uh, in LA. I I actually think this might be a a closer game than people expect if Rudy Gobert's back. He's been mm. out through protocols as far yeah. as I, I, I can tell. Yeah. And um, I think I'm going to go with the Jazz just to be otherwise because, man, the Lakers, they just upset me. But I do <laughs> think, though, that the Jazz will have um, enough enough in the tank to, to beat the Lakers considering the Lakers have struggled against high-scoring teams and also teams that defend relatively well. Yeah. And it's a, is it not a homecoming for Jordan Clarkson? Yes, it is. You know, as he goes goes back to the Lakers. So, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, that has been the Post-Up Betting Corner. Uh, just a little something for you to listen to and take uh, mind of. And that's, no persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There is a national responsible gambling program available in South Africa. You can get a hold of them on 0800-006-008 or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Make sure that you keep... 
catching the post-up podcast on all of the platforms mm-hmm. we're, we're on iono we're on supersport.com yep um and you know we we're partnered with with somebody really interesting and and special in Bitcoza who you know you can ha- have a lot of fun with um because the games are fun to watch but you know you put a wager down it could be quite interesting um counter you know i i, I do this all the time do it Cyrus. i've got a question for you all right as we end the podcast if you were the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, oh no, right? What area do you think you'd want to strengthen if you wanted to try and get them to be a better team in this postseason? Is it defense, offense? And if it's offense, what area in offense? If it's defense, are you looking at like, you know, center, wing? What do you think? I, I, I think I'd get a shooter on the payroll. Mm. If I had the cap space and the budget, I'd get a... Imagine if I put a Buddy Hield mm. at, at, exactly at the Memphis what I was Grizzlies. Thinking. Imagine you put a Buddy Hield at Memphis Grizzlies. That is problems yeah. for any team. Because you've already got guys that know what to do in the paint because from from, from a backcourt, you've got Jamarant and that. Ever, and then you got Dylan Brooks and Jerry Jackson Jr. Yeah. And... Uh, the guy likes to call Aquaman, Stephen Adams. Yeah. They, they do their work in the paint. And then imagine now you put perimeter shooting mm-hmm. in, in one body healed who can make the best of threes. Yeah. I think that would be a problem. I think me looking at the squad right now, if I was to make a, an immediate change and I had the capacity to, that would be what I would do. I'd put a shooter on the, K, on the payroll. On the K-roll. I like I that. I was about to say the K-roll. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm you full know, of myself. Calendar. That's just how he is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that thinking, and I would probably go the very, very same route, and Buddy Heald would be the guy that I'd be targeting. Though, if there's another guy who I would also look at, mm. it's Eric Gordon at the Houston Rockets. Um, he, he should be available, um, can shoot the lights out, and would be a really good asset on a team you, like this. You know why I like your, 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 your choice there? Mm-hmm. The postseason experience mm-hmm. on exactly. Eric Gordon. Exactly. He's played in some big games and hit some big shots. Yep. Uh, speaking of hitting big shots, that's it from us on the Post Up Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure you interact with us on our social media platforms at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and go to postupzone.com uh, for all things NBA from an African perspective. That's it from us, Counter. Cyrus, I'll see you next week. And from me, see you all on the next episode. <laughs>